1: Jokic behind his back. What it tastes like, Jokic. That's your sinner. Wow.
0: Uh, as long as they are fans along this that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans are
2: coming here. The uh, Celtics fans are yeah. coming here. Laker fans the coming But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Here's
0: podcast. It is Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross with DenverStiffs.com. We are back in action now because the uh, Denver Nuggets are well, kind of back in action. There's been not a lot going on uh, this past month, so me and and Gordon have uh, taken a little time off from at least podcasting this show. We've been on other people's shows. Recently, or I guess still our own show over there on the Denver Stiff Show. But uh, Gordon, what have you been doing with your, your well-deserved time off from basketball podcasting?
1: I, I feel like it's been more like what we would expect from uh, uh, the players themselves, where it feels like I was just here, I was just doing this. <laughs> like, doesn't feel like a lot of a break from basketball this year. This is going to be a really odd um restart. Knowing that you know we have the draft coming up this week, day after that the uh, free agency starts, and uh, you know a week or whatever after that you're going to get into Thanksgiving, and a week after that you start training camps and whatnot. So yeah,
0: well, a training camp is like like two weeks away. Yep. So whew, man, that's um yeah it is uh, off season is is pretty. Media much... day is coming, my friend. Media oh, yeah. day, you media get media to go day. back. I don't know how the media is going to be a little bit weird. I, think, I assume that's just a Zoom call this year, right? I you assume
1: know? it's all distance, man. Yeah, that's same as um, I expect from the draft. I don't like the altitude. Guys are going to be at the draft. You know, they'll be there reporting live from the Pepsi Center or whatever. None of the uh, the media no who are not a team affiliated do I expect to be there. It's all going to be Zoom calls and you know whatever.
0: Yeah, because you know that's the well. That, I mean, that's kind of the thing when you go to the draft. Um, down there in a normal year, like he, all you basically do is everybody just sits in the media lounge and watches their, the draft on TV. Yep. Like, You know, so they wait,
1: and they wait for the press conference.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, we wait till the end, and then the press conference comes, and then you get Tim Connolly, and he'll usually be our tourist. I guess this year it would be. Uh...
1: If it's our tourist this year, you're in the wrong press conference.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. Who um, did mean, the Nuggets hire to be the the new GM? Why is this? Why, is this, why, am I, why am I blanking on our, our new – I want to say Calvin. Calvin Booth. He's not new. It's Calvin Booth. I
1: don't, I not, yeah. I, I'm I, like, we didn't hire anybody new, my friend. We just promote from no, within. No, that's that's how saying. the Nuggets roll. I, I kept
0: wanting to say Calvin Nat, and I was like, it's not Calvin Nat. Calvin Nat. It's was, not Calvin <laughs>
1: Nat. He for the in the it's 80s. It's definitely Calvin Booth.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Calvin so, yeah, Booth. yeah,
1: I, I expect Calvin uh, to be there and Tim to be there, and they're going to give a presser, but they're going to give it in a – yeah, in you video call. because and you don't.
0: Yeah, because you do it. You do a phone call with the players that get drafted, anyways. Yep. Um, and it was just
1: might as well do a
0: second phone call, know, it, which would be would be a terrible in the time of the of coronavirus because like everybody has to huddle around this like phone, like it's like nineteen eighty eight, and we're on like speaker, um, with this phone that looks like it's from nineteen eighty eight, like you know intercom and whatnot, and like. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's not. It's not a great way to do a press conference, anyway. So the Zoom call might actually be be an improvement in terms of the player calls. Uh, right. I, I don't know about you know. Um, well, I feel like I feel like the, the kinks have been been worked out by by the Nuggets PR team with the uh, respect to the Zoom calls that that you know that, that we've had now for oh a good good half a year since really ever since they started the season back up uh, in the bubble. So you know. Um, I expect to, I expect it to be obviously different, but still a a good draft. And you, you we know you never know. This maybe we may never go back to just sitting around in the media lounge. This may just be how the Nuggets uh, do it from now on. They're like you know if we just put them all on a Zoom call, we don't have to buy pizza. So <laughs> right <laughs>
1: well, and seriously, man. Like so much of of the way that everything's happened before Corona is proven to be ridiculous. You know, we all have the the ability to log on to any call we want now. Like it's the, you don't have to have me in the physical building if you don't need to meet with me in the physical building. Right, so.
0: right, exactly. Um, yeah, so it'll be uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see what the Nuggets do on draft night, and then how it just how the draft goes in general. In terms, hey, we don't of,
1: even know if they're going to keep this pick. Like this is one of those. Yeah. You know, we're well, all gearing we up for draft though. like. Yeah maybe before the draft, we'll know that they're not going to keep the pick. I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, this is a very weird draft anyway, with it being as flat as it is. People keep calling it a a bad draft, and it's not that. You're going to get a lot of NBA players for a lot of seasons out of this draft. I think it's... just. stars. You're not looking at like there's no LeBron, there's no Carmelo, there's no KD, there's no. Well,
0: there, but there will be. There, I guarantee you, there will be the, the, no draft somebody out of here. Right somebody, there's yeah. going to be um, a multiple year, you know, a multi-time All Star, uh, MVP caliber type player who will come out of this draft from somewhere uh, or an All NBA type of guy. <clears throat> the thing is, is I think this year that is because you know there was no March Madness. Um, yep. a lot of your top picks you, you you potentially your number 1 overall pick didn't actually play in the NCAA at all uh, so like there is there's just not as much i think familiarity with with the prospects as you would have in a normal year which makes people yeah, feel even, like oh Yeah but even a the guys year. who
1: are watching high school like MPJ would have been first in this in this draft too like it, this well, is the MPJ whole... would have
0: been first in a lot of drafts
1: <laughs> Yeah i'm just saying like you don't have a guy who came out of high school like credentialed like that to build anticipation this isn't a year where you know you have a king to crown next year there probably will be one uh this year there isn't one and that's a fine. that's fine for the nuggets the nuggets are great if the the uh front offices that have less of an ability to differentiate between talent get to screw up early and leave the nuggets somebody nice lady
0: well yeah i mean that's the Nuggets have, um, with 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 a few exceptions, uh, they've done very well drafting for for need and also though for um, in terms of or, or taking the guy with the highest like ceiling. They've done very well in recent years of being like we've we can take a guy who we can afford to wait on. Uh, obviously, right. they are that now in back to back seasons and hopefully. Uh, that guy will pan out and he fell to us because people weren't willing to wait or people had concerns. Uh, that's been their strategy, but that that's because that's the position they're in now before <clears throat> when they were in the strategy of, we are building a core right now around <clears throat> Nikola Jokic. They were, you know, they had a, a totally different idea of what they're doing, which is they were trying to get value picks in the lottery of guys who could fill major roles in ultimately be secondary stars. Uh, to Jokic, and they did that well too because they found Jamal Murray uh, with seventh pick. Now they also totally missed with Emmanuel Mudiay at seventh pick. But you know that's uh, you win some, you lose some. You also totally missed with Tyler Leiden at twenty four. But the Nuggets—that that
1: was an oof. We never speak of that draft, right? Well, right. we do, but only just only the only legitimate pick in that draft was Monte don't Morris for the for the Nuggets. So
0: don't you dare tell me that was the only legitimate pick for the Nuggets. <laughs> Vladko Chanchar will be. <laughs> A stud this season. You guys,
1: you just wait. You, hey, I'm waiting. He he looks like Hercules right now. So I'm waiting to see to have that finally pan out.
0: No, I mean, listen. <clears throat> the, the Nuggets are going to. Uh, I, I I got this theory. They're gonna need. They're gonna need one of the two. Either either Vlatko or or Kade Bates. Yep. They're gonna need one of those two guys to play minutes for them this season. He's at been, some point
1: this year. I agree. That's
0: gonna be the the ninth man in the
1: rotation. So. Well, and they need they they have to soak minutes. The thing about this year is this draft is going to be whatever it is. The Nuggets need to you know add another two-way player or two. They're going to need to, and those will probably come out of uh, guys who've either been international or have a little bit of experience. Uh, but they could be seniors out of this draft or something. Some guys who can just soak minutes. We
0: well, even a guy like a J- they, a James Dozier. I mean, when you think about it, yeah. or PJ, not James, PJ it, Dozier, PJ Dozier. I mean, he was a guy who was what he was in his third year in the league, but it just kind of bounced right. around. You know, I mean,
1: he's still younger than Monty Morris. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You know, so if you can get a guy who's a you know a veteran, you know, like a, a senior college player, or a guy who's been on the fringe of an NBA team for a couple years, or a guy who did a couple years in Europe. You know, the Nuggets are going to, you know, yeah, they're going to want some guys who have some experience and can just be available to soak minutes so that the Nuggets don't have to grind their main guys so hard because their main guys had to grind really hard in the playoffs. And it's Mm going to be a long year, even though it's a short year, it's 72 games. You know, it's you're starting it up again much quicker than you normally would. And the Nuggets are going to want to load manage their their players, even though their players are young. So you aren't necessarily looking. It'll be weird for the Nuggets because they normally go upside mm-hmm. in the draft in in players that they acquire. They're normally looking for upside players, but I expect them to find some high four players, you know, as two way contract players as maybe even in the draft. Just so that you have guys around who you can trust with some minutes that aren't total garbage minutes. And maybe you don't have to grind, you know, Murray and Jokic to pace. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Just, guy. I mean, I think that's that's the best way to put it. Is they're at a point now where they know they know who their group is. Like they know who their guys right. are. They know who the horses are. They just need. They they're going to lose a lot of guys in free agency by just simple cap numbers. Like it's just a reality of the way it works. They're gonna lose guys in free agency that they're going to they're going to have to find. Uh young unproven players to to fill minutes for because they can't they don't have any cap room like they put they put all their money into Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic and <clears throat> right now Will Barton and Gary Harris like those four players occupy so much of their cap room that they don't really there, there's no other way for them to go I mean yeah they can fill one of those role players uh, positions with their mid-level exception and maybe yeah, they can they've got get, the yeah and and maybe you you can bring back you know a guy like a Tory Craig, and and still get him back for on an affordable number, but you start to push up against that tax number. You need to find guys on rookie contracts, on yep. veteran minimums, things like that. So the Nuggets are gonna they're they're gonna need to find either a guy like a Kade Bates Diop or or Vladko to step up and play, or they're gonna need Absolutely. to find someone with the twenty second pick, uh, or if they tra- maybe they try and trade up and get a little bit higher pick, and and that guy's going to have to be able to give them you know, 20 minutes a game that that's the roles that they're going to have available, uh, that they're not going to be able to just go out and sign a bunch of free agents to fill, especially if the nuggets, if the nuggets make any sort of trades where they end up having to consolidate players uh, yep. to get one. So that's, I think that's one well, good way the to... two
1: ways. They also changed the two way deals now. So remember the nuggets, the nuggets used to um, kind of skirt the rules on how long guys were supposed to be around because it was a 45 day service limit, but they didn't count non game days
0: and travel days, right? Like the travel days or whatever. Yeah, they did. They did some weird
1: bookkeeping to make sure they could keep guys around. Um, and the the league this year is just saying, look, um, a two way contract get 450k for the year. Um, it's a flat salary. It's not by day, so you're not have you know, so you you aren't right. um,
0: you're not getting this much money when you're up, this much money when you're down, right? Like,
1: yeah. And there's there's no day service limit. It's all they every there they can always be in games. a fifty D game active yeah. list. So Which when you exactly have fifty of the seventy two games that you can be active for and you're already being paid your four hundred and fifty K as a two way player, you know, that gives the that gives you a lot of certainty as a club. So I fully expect Denver to have two of those guys and for one of those guys not to be bull bull. Yeah. Um whether or not he's still here, I mean, I, they couldn't put him in a trade, I suppose. Right. But if he's here, I expect them to convert him just to add another two-way guy, so they have enough guys on the roster.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I would, particularly when they're going to be missing bigs because, yep, you, you've got Paul Millsap, who's a free agent. You've got uh Mason Plumlee who's a free agent you've got Jeremy Grant who's a free agent that you're not guaranteed to get back right now so right there's there's a lot and you can of, get
1: bigs man like right. bigs can sign two ways and you can get a, a guy who's serviceable for five ten minutes 15 you know in a game I can put a guy in there for for a couple rotations and not be completely screwed
0: right and or I can I can play ball ball there and you know um yep he can be a backup big a backup forward like that that's sort of the natural progression that you would hope to get Absolutely. out of bowl is okay he's going to kind of do what what michael porter jr did this year which is you know work his way in mostly off the bench um hopefully he gets a little bit more consistent minutes i think that would, would be,
1: be nice well i mean i'm not holding my breath but that'd be nice
0: yeah <laughs> right yeah uh, i'm not holding my breath either but uh but we're gonna fight with well, that that's the crazy thing is we got two weeks man in two weeks like, i know it's it's done and, in two weeks. You know what going team you're fielding.
1: Yeah, like in two weeks, you're gonna be like, well, that's the Nuggets. Okay, uh, off season's done.
0: Yeah, you you might not know who the the, the last two way contract is, or knowing the Nuggets, that 15th roster spot will still be sitting open. Um, no,
1: right. Yeah, they'll hold it for a second. <laughs>
0: for the whole. Yeah, until yeah until I guess they they held it until they finally gave it to PJ Dozer at the end of the,
1: uh, the end of the year. The, yeah, yep. the year.
0: All right. Well, so I think we kind of. I mean, we really sort of high level hit everything we're going to talk about here uh, for the show, which is, of course, the draft is just a couple days away. And then, um, well, I want, to know, Gordon, I want to get Gordon's opinion on who he likes for the Nuggets at at 22, should they stay there, and who he might uh, or what he might think they do might do if they don't uh, end up staying at 22 as well. And then maybe we'll talk about some other, uh, some other potential moves that could happen around the league. And then we'll spend the second part of the show talking about um, – free agency which is just you know a few days a few days as well away as well since that starts uh the day after i think the nuggets will be somewhat quiet in free agency but potentially active uh, in the trade market so let's not let's not get dilly dally any longer um gordon let's start with the pick at 22 if the nuggets stay there uh, people are all over the board on on who, which, which you would expect at twenty two. I mean, it's it's a total crapshoot at that point. Um, but people are all over the board on who the Nuggets might draft. Who who would you like to see, and is that who you think they'll end up drafting?
1: Man, this is such a weird draft. I don't even have any real favorites in this draft. I have guys that I'm like, sure, that guy's fine. That guy's fine too. That guy's OK. So normally, like, you know, a couple years ago, you and I would have been like OGN and OB is the guy I want. OGN yep. and OB, I already have Easy. a poster of him Done. on my wall. Yep. You know, like there's a guy that you pick that you're like, I watched him all year. But like you said, we don't we haven't had a lot of um, ability to watch a ton of guys this year. You want like the there was an abbreviated, um, you know, college season. Yep. You know, um, there's some you know, uh, European basketball players who are interesting, but who knows where they're going to go. Um, and so you're you're just hoping that the Nuggets can find a fit. And normally the Nuggets go upside over floor. That's been a theme of theirs forever. Like when they were talking Jamal Murray versus Buddy Healed, they were always on Jamal Murray because his upside was so much higher than Buddy's, just from an age standpoint. You know, um, and so uh, I just try to look at it the way that the the Nuggets might approach it. So at 22, like I like Xavier Tillman um, as a Michigan State um, defensive, small center type who might be able to play some power forward. Yeah. You know, I I think that that he's got a lot of uh, Millsap type qualities um, and the Nuggets are looking to replace that. So if you have a guy who's a smart defender who's kind of small for you know an interior guy but is is a is a good passer, you know, a real heady basketball IQ guy, you know, I that's the kind of guy that um I could definitely see them going with. Um I I wrote up a a draft piece on Isaiah Stewart from uh Washington and I, I like him. Um he's um, a kind of size like Bam Adebayo, so he's got you know bowling ball shoulders and just a bruising guy. He doesn't have the passing that Bam has, but he he has a lot of of good qualities. Again, for a four five, you know, if the Nuggets are trying to replace Plumlee and Millsap, it'd be nice to get one guy who could do both things. You know, and um. Stewart has, you know, a 7'4 wingspan. He's got like a nine-two standing reach or something, some nonsense. He's, He's got a lot of athleticism and a lot of um, physical style to go with the kind of ball player that Nuggets might want for 10, 15 minutes. Those are the sorts of players that I, I would think from a, a big perspective that they would go with. Some people have said, R.J. Hampton, I know you like him a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, R.J. Hampton, I think – he makes sense from the. He would just be like the next guy that the, the Nuggets. I mean, RJ Hampton was a, a, he, he was a guy who could, would follow, really, in a lot of the ways, uh, the Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull path with the yeah. Nuggets, in that, you know, he was a guy who was rated very highly at the beginning of last season. I mean, some people considered him potentially to be a top overall pick. And he goes to the NBL, uh, he gets hurt. Um, and just didn't, you know, he struggled over, over in Australia or I guess, well, he played for New Zealand, I think, but, um, I don't want to, I don't want to make any Kiwis or any Aussies, uh, upset. Yeah, I, just, don't, I don't like, that's, that. I'm you not going to say there, same, you same. The,
1: you can't, you can't like, you know, pin that on confusion or, uh, right. you know, us bias. You, you lived there, you know, the, I mean, the whole Kiwi Aussie played, thing.
0: He played in the NBL, but did not play for a team in Australia. He played for it. Uh, the team in New Zealand um, there you go he, but uh you know so it, 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 a guy who has now fallen could potentially be there at 22. he, he could he's another guy you don't you kind of don't know where he's going to go um but a guy that I think would fit that mold for the nuggets of here's a guy who could have a very high ceiling and probably just you know need some more time uh, to really get things figured out. Uh, so let's let's take him. Let's, you know, we'll potentially let him play down in the, the G League for uh, a few games or for a couple stints and just keep kind of keep him around the, the organization. And then, you know, maybe next season is the time you get fine if he starts working his way into the rotation, so on and so forth, just like they did. Well, with MPJ, just like you're hoping they do with Bowl Bowl. I could see that as – that that would make a lot of sense where the Nuggets are at because, I mean, they're not going to get a guy who's going to play 30 minutes and, you know, score 15 points a game for him. Like, that's no that guy's not going to be there at 22. That guy's not even there uh, at, at, you know, five for the Nuggets because that, that's just not the way their roster is set up at this point. They need – kind of like you said, I mean, if they're looking for a guy to play minutes – yeah, they're gonna need they're gonna need a an energy kind of grinder guy, um, who's gonna fill fill that kind of forward spot and just be, you know, a, a mixture of like you said, Paul Millsap, Mason Plumlee, Torrey Craig. Like when you those are the guys that are are the free agents for the Nuggets. They're, the Nuggets aren't missing their. Out on their skill guys, their scoring options. They're missing out on those defensive guys, those energy guys. Right. Um,
1: you're looking for wing defenders. You're looking for yeah. bigs. And back, you know, or you're looking for just, backup bigs. I mean, like that's, Yeah. Or or a guy who falls and you're like, that guy's way, way, way more talented than right. the other guys I'm looking at.
0: Right. Because that's where you're at. you're at a point where it's like, okay, the, if you're it's wing defenders and backup bigs. If you're looking for need, but yep. with, at 22 and with a a roster that's already eight deep uh as it is, you know, assuming you you re Jeremy Grant, like you you don't have to pick for need at twenty two. You can just correct whoever's the highest guy. And there there's a lot of picks. I mean, you got Leandro Balmeros right there. Like there's there's yep. guys who you can take who wouldn't be part of your roster really at all uh, right. next season. And well
1: they may need even come over. Like the, the yeah, thing with Balmaro or um or, or Teo Maladon, like I like both of them. Uh, those guys could be stashed. You don't have to bring them this year. Um, I think Bomaro actually has a multi-year deal. He's yeah, almost he's certainly like, going yeah, sure to be stashed.
0: Yeah, which is like like that's why like another guy could. I mean, he would make a ton of sense. It's it's obviously it's the toughest sell. Like, and and I wonder I wonder if the Nuggets did that. Um, how pissed off the fans
1: would be. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> no, I dude the the way Nuggets fans are right now. Like you got the, you got Jokic over there, you know. If you if you got me a Euro stash, the Nuggets fans will be like, "Hey, it's a new it's a it's a Euro stash. That's perfect." Like it, you know, maybe he'll be like Jokic. Like, you can you can go ahead and uh, sell that to your fan base. Having looked at Jokic, you can just say, "Oh, cool. It'll be uh, another one." Right.
0: The thing about Yokichi though is like, yeah, no, nobody knew the Nuggets drafted him when he dra- when they drafted him. He was They drafted a Taco Bell, yeah. uh, <laughs> <Keith and laughs> Rito, so exactly. Like nobody was paying attention at that
1: point. Except for I the mean, dialogue. we were.
0: Yeah, we were, we were paying attention. Hilariously,
1: so we had seen um, footage of him before then too, just because we were looking around. Like that was one of those pre-draft things where you're like, oh, it's the it's the fat kid who can shoot a little. That's kind of cool. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. All right. And then. Uh, it turns out he's, you know, and then then there started this as he well, re- really had that run. Um, I think it was that, that following season he had that run. Yeah, it was, it was a year after that where post-season. he demolished
1: the Adriatic and people were like, oh, like, wait a minute. <laughs> he might actually be a player. This
0: guy's super good, yeah, because I remember Tim Connolly saying back then, he was like, you know, when this was in Joffrey Laverne was – um, still over there too and he was like yeah we feel like joffrey's you know he's probably a little bit a little bit closer to being an nba level player <laughs> it's like, nope uh that was
1: got that one wrong but um well jo- joffrey was a high floor player like that was the thing was joffrey yeah. was a high floor and Jokic was a joffrey a flyer Joffrey's he was perfect. a flyer you were like well maybe this pans out and it turned into a royal flush and that's amazing but it was just something you decided eh?
0: They could, sure. Why not? They could absolutely use a Joffrey Laverne in this draft. That was yes, perfect. They're that's looking what, for a Joffrey that, Laverne in this draft. Mean. I would think exactly, uh, exactly. So yeah, I mean uh, that's that's where I think they're the. It's going to come down to, and it, it's really going to just going to come down to how things fall. And I wonder how the Nuggets front office is dealing with. Uh, they're they're generally very well connected, and so they're generally very well informed about how the picks are coming down in front of them yeah sometimes they miss um, sometimes
1: they miss the ones one, coming up behind one, them that well, was the problem
0: yeah, sometimes yeah they miss that they they forget that one pick <laughs> right before theirs uh, or don't know that <laughs> one when it comes to bite it back uh later on but they for the most part you know they've got a good idea of where people are in front of them i wonder with things being so different this time will will that change that or will they be affected at all uh, in terms of their intelligence, I,
1: I think the problem there is trades that you really don't know who values who and who's willing to move up for them when you're like, well, sure, the, you know, this team is going to want this guy or this kind of guy. But you don't know who's going to trade up with them because that guy can fall in this draft. And they're like, cool, I'll move up four spots and get the guy I want. So the ability to be leapfrogged in this draft is is pretty high, I would think. So I would expect the Nuggets to potentially, you know, package a player and move up to make sure they get their guy again, assuming they keep the pick, right. you know, I, I, but the Nuggets, the Nuggets have players that they could move. They have, you know, I, I, I wouldn't expect them to move somebody like Bol Bol to move up five slots in a flat draft. Right. That doesn't make sense, but I expect them to have options. They have the we need to move up and get this guy option, and they have the one of these guys is definitely going to be available here, and that's fine with us because they're all about the same options.
0: So, what, what do you think is the most likely then? If they if they weren't going, if they do move, what do you, what type of move do you think they're making um, with that second um, pick? Cool.
1: I would I would expect it to be for somebody who can play defense right now, um, a multi position defender. Uh, Devin Vassell can really. Uh I, I think that he's a very, very good um, uh, Mikhail Bridges type.
0: So you see them you would see them moving up. Up uh, have to move to up pick, to get him. I would yeah, think yeah, he's, to no, he's not a getting player. a twenty, yeah, well, like get 20 one. Yeah, he he's gonna be like, you know, eight, lottery, 10, like yeah, mid to high lottery, yeah. yeah.
1: So you'd have to move up to get that guy, in my opinion. Um, but if, if he fell to a certain spot where they could make a trade, I could see that, you know, um, if you trade for um, – again, somebody like Drew Holiday, I don't know if you'll have your pick in this draft left, but you might have to trade up just to get a pick that you could then switch.
0: And see, and that's what I think – I when when I think about the most likely thing for them to do, that's what I would assume it was. We, no, I think it was Mike yeah. Simmer with the Denver Post reported like maybe a week or so ago that the Nuggets were reportedly looking to move or, or at least – uh, doing their you know looking Nick's into teamwork, exploring yeah. what it would co- cost to move up in the draft. Right. I think that's related. We've also heard that rumor came out that, uh, or maybe it was a rumor was that Sam Amick or someone came out and said, um, but, that the Nuggets still seem to be kind of the front runners or or the most aggressive team pursuing Drew Holiday. But team and teams are scrambling to try and find that. What I don't know what he said. Maybe a lottery pick. Uh, to add to 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 the trade package in order to secure right. deal with Drew Holiday, I assume like it, it doesn't take much right to connect those two dots. If the real estate, right. that's you know the Nuggets were exploring looking up and moving up in the draft, um, so that they could then flip that pick to New Orleans. To right, get, uh, so if, if you hear if you
1: hear Denver's name in a trade, don't immediately assume they're they're trading up for themselves. Yeah, that would be my caution to draft watchers on Wednesday is. That if you hear the Nuggets are involved in a trade, that that there may well be some other things going on. If you haven't already heard that,
0: because the Nuggets, the Nuggets don't have a ton in terms of like Gary Harris is a guy you are attaching. If, if you're sending Gary Harris to the New Orleans Pelicans to get uh, Drew Holiday back, then you are most likely attaching a top, a lottery pick, your 22nd overall pick. Is you know if you're again trying to maybe speculate or read between the lines here. You're is that the 22nd overall pick is not enough, right? For them to give up Drew Holiday and take on Gary Harris's contract, which is not a great looking deal right now. So, if if you're giving up Gary Harris to to give to get Drew Holiday, and you're going to have to give up these picks, that will then like the only other assets that you really have to deal are maybe Will Barton. Um yep. or it's Bull Bull or Monty Morris. So if yes. if the Pelicans don't like Bobol or Monty Morris or Will Barton, and and don't want one of those guys as part of this deal. That's the guy that you're trying. Okay, well maybe I can take that guy in number twenty two, or maybe let's right. say they like Monty. You can move
1: Monty in twenty two for like you know twelve or something. Right, right. And let's then maybe say they
0: like him. yeah, right. Like let's say they like. Well, they like Bobol, but they don't really like Monty Morris, or they don't really like Will Barton. Okay, so then you package that guy with twenty two, move him, and then there's your deal. It's that pick. Like that is the type of thing yep. that I. I Think would happen if they're going to move? I don't see them. I just don't see them moving up to pick a guy, you know. Because like I, I I don't even think like I don't even even a guy in this
1: draft. Again, there might be a guy that they find that they're like, that is my guy, you know. But I, I I just I don't see the guy that you're trying as a team that wants to contend right now. That you have the time and inclination to try to trade up in this draft and move players that you could use. Either as other trade pieces or whatever to right. get a guy you can't get minutes for,
0: right? Or even, or even give give up a a you know a Will Barton, let's say, as part right. of this deal to move up uh, to yep. pick a guy, and then so now you're giving up a a a Malone favorite, Will Barton or Gary Harris or whoever it might be, or you know whatever Monty Morris, whoever it is, a, a Malone trust guy um, who is a
1: rotation player, who's
0: a rotation player who's already established for yep. a rookie like that. That, that doesn't make a ton of sense for a team who is in the Western Conference finals so that I just can't see them doing that I think if they, they, they it's gonna be one of two things uh, maybe a slight third chance it's either they're either going to pick somebody at 22 who's in my opinion I, I, I assume whether it's, it's a guy like a bull Marrow or uh, or a guy I like think an it's a, stature yeah, or a big yeah, person. A stature, or a, just a guy who's going to be the 14th man on the roster or the 15th man on the roster and is going to not ever really play, and is going to spend some time down in the G League, like, if they do G League. I guess nobody goes to G League games anyway, so.
1: Right, yeah, you don't you can, have to worry about fans. You can still
0: to do those without fans. That hasn't changed. Um, but yeah, that that they, they're either taking a guy like that, or they're moving the pick in a deal for a player, a veteran player who's um, going to help them win now, and then the I guess the very th- slim chance that they may be, because this is just the Nuggets thing to do after trading to get the pick would then be to trade back out of the first round for like a second, two-second or, or trade or it something. to next yeah. season, so, to trade with yeah, somebody exactly. who wants
1: to move up and you get a pick for next year. Yeah. Like, I could see that kind of thing. There might be movement, but it's it's hard to see. the I, I don't see the guy on the board that I could expect to fall to Denver. That Denver's like, yes, I will pay Monte Morris and the 22 to move up 10 spots and pick X. Right. And I just I don't really see who that would be and why that would be worth it to them. Um, I do wonder. Like I, you know me, I have concerns about being able to keep and pay Monty Morris after this year because he he's worth a decent contract, and I don't know that the Nuggets have the salary cap room to give it to him.
0: Oh yeah, I think you know. I mean, I haven't looked into it enough next to see the free agency next year and like who else is available in terms of point guards, but like. Um... Monty Morris is a guy if, if a team uh does not have a very good point guard uh and needs needs someone, I was if gonna say the Lakers. Up, but... I mean
1: and that's that's why I keep throwing him into the uh to the Pelicans deal. Because they're moving a point guard, but you could right. get them back a bargain price point guard that they can then afford to resign for half the price of you know, Drew Holiday.
0: <laughs> Shoot even less than
1: half the price. Uh well yeah well for resign he'll be less than half the price but you're you can have somebody you can ga- count on to run a bench and not mess stuff up for you while you experiment with your starting lineup because they're still experimenting they don't know the best thing that they can build around Zion yeah you know there's yeah, they uh,
0: super working. unique player that I mean just like we saw with the Nuggets here when you've got a very super right. unique player it's gonna you can take a little bit to find the uh, the right mix that that works well um.
1: So I can I can see him being moved. I just can't see them moving him for someone who's not going to get playing time. Yep. I, again, In West that guy is just ridiculous.
2: Yeah.
1: Like if you believe uh, you know that that there's one guy in this draft that you know if he falls you make the deal and you get him, cool. Like I that, that's fine. Um, but I, I can't I don't know who that would be for them because I don't see the guy who I would expect to fall.
0: Yeah, there is no Michael Porter Jr. Or I mean
1: right. You're not you're not talking about getting Michael Porter Jr. You know, um, and when ball ball fell ball ball fell into the 40s before they took a swing. Right. You know, and they were like, all right, <laughs> before they moved back right up, and they well. were like, well, we're gonna have to move up a little bit in this draft to make sure we get him. He fell far enough that we're just gonna move up a little bit and take him.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. they were like, yeah, I mean, ball ball was way down there. It was you know a, a second round pick is nothing. Um, Correct. Those things those things come and goes. As easily as can, but be. but
1: the Nuggets worked really hard to get this this uh, number twenty two pick. Man, like they they moved you know three players for it.
0: Well, they did they did the the Nuggets thing that the 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 thing that Tim Connelly has is a, his front office has always struggled with. Um, they they're very loyal to their players. They value their players very highly. They wait. And they 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 refuse to move players, and they wait and they wait and they wait until they get to the very last moment, the trade deadline before the guy's yep. deal expires. Um, and then it's like, all right, now I have to,
1: I have to. You move have him. to cut bait. Yeah, that's it.
0: Because because at least at least this time they did it. At least this time they moved them yes. instead of you know yep. it's not like Gallo, which we got nothing for. Uh, yep. You know, hey, we
1: got a second.
0: Yeah, a second, I guess, which probably turned into somebody who was decent, <laughs> but. Um, or we – yeah, either that or it was a second or we used that to, you know, then trade Ken Free or right? trade Wilson Chandler or something like that. So, um.
1: But, yeah, like it's – I the Nuggets the Nuggets treasure their guys. Um, and, again, in that respect, that's why I, I don't know that they would move Monte just to get a different guy who might not be as good as Monte Morris. Agreed. Yep. You know, you might as well just keep Monte who's doing great, you know, if if you can't get somebody like Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like if if you're going to roll out there – with PJ Dozier as your only bench point guard, because you traded Monty Morris, you could do that, but that's risky. And the Nuggets are very risk averse when they build their rosters; they build in a lot of redundancy. Right. It's weird because they're they're so risked they're so risky the way that they're built with you know a point center and you know you're running with a bunch of really really young players and. You know, there's some risk there, but when, if those guys fail or get injured, the Nuggets have, like, four backup plans, always, the way they build their rosters. And so I, it would be weird to me to see them try to take the risk of reducing the number of players that they have in order to add an unknown. Yeah. If you're adding a known, that's different, but adding an unknown, I, I don't see it. Yep,
0: I agree 100%. I think that's the... um. That's that's like I said. The most likely thing is, or the least likely thing would be them to see them trade up to give up assets and trade up or give up players, especially guys they trust, uh, to move up uh, so that they can take a, a a rookie player. That just seems very unlikely. All right, give me real quick before we hit the break. One one player nugget, not a nugget, uh, who you expect to maybe see get moved on on draft night.
1: Um. That's a good question, because I would expect it to be Oladipo. Okay. But they keep saying that he's not going to go anywhere, and I thought he might go to the Lakers, but the They're Lakers just traded – say what? They just traded for Schroeder. Right, yeah. They traded for Schroeder, which would have been the Oladipo deal, so I don't know if that deal got turned down or they weren't interested or if Ola telling the truth. But I would expect it to be Oladipo. I, I didn't expect him to be there.
0: Yeah, I could. Uh, that's that's. I think is a good one. I think he's totally getting traded. Like <laughs> they I,
1: I don't. I can't see them going again next season with this uncertainty.
0: No. Yeah. Me neither. I think they'll. uh that, that that. Which means that when you think about, like, I can't see them going the next season. So that means they'll happen in the next two weeks, right? Like.
1: It's, I know. You're, <laughs> yeah. Well, they have two weeks to make this call. Yeah.
0: That's what I think. This draft night, I feel like will be one of the more active. Um, for, in terms it's of certainly trades. going to be active
1: in terms of of, of gauging interest. There's going right. to be so many calls around the league, right? Because there's so much up in the air. How much is your draft you know pick worth? I mean the the way that Golden State has talked about every player in the top fifteen, that guy's amazing. This guy's amazing. We love everyone. Everyone is great. We could take anybody who you like. So why don't you trade with us to make sure you can get him, right?
0: Yeah, that's – I mean, man, let me tell you, Golden State, it'll be it'd be interesting to see what they do at number two um, because James Wiseman in a lot of ways makes a lot of sense yep. for that team. But um, <clears throat> that team is ready to – that team is competing for a championship and they have to compete with LeBron James in their conference now. So, like, uh, they're – they don't. They don't have a ton of time to wait for James Wiseman. But like right. he's take, like. But, that, but at the same term. time, exactly. at the same time, if you're like thinking of like guys who I'm like, hey, I gotta have to compete, not necessarily with LeBron James, but Anthony Davis for yep. the foreseeable yep, yep. future. Like James Wiseman's pretty good pick to like like. All right, this is my guy for. But this is my answer for that. Like, um, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting one to see. I the the Warriors need to get a big. One way or another, to put next to Draymond Green, or potentially even I could say you could potentially if you can get a really good big, um, do you even potentially trade Draymond? Playsen, Green?
1: Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> and th- those are the questions they have to ask because Draymond, you know, it's not that he's old, but there's certain things that you lose, and we just watched Paul Millsap fall off a cliff, right? Like, uh, what can you do? How can you improve somebody like you know Draymond Green when he was the key to your titles? By being such a you know an interesting player, but he's he's thirty now. He's what going to be thirty one during the season. Right. You know what have you got left? What how much is in the tank? And I don't know that the Nuggets know that, or that the um the the Golden State Warriors are, are know what that is. I wouldn't trade him. Like you you if you're gearing up for another title now, you think you would need Draymond Green on that team? Yeah. But like you said, like James Wiseman, if you if you're gonna pick number two, James Wiseman would make a lot of sense for a pick going forward. Right. Uh, but it doesn't help you this year, like. Well, it helps probably. you a
0: little bit, but it's you know it's not the number two pick can probably can help you get a player like that can play right now. Like that's the other thing is like if you if yep. you package Draymond Green and the number two overall pick together, you can get a really good player. Like that's a that's a really good starting point. Oh. And the
1: question is, what did you get him? Can you could you trade that for Pascal Siakam or somebody?
0: Right, or well, or Miles Turner. Like, can you
1: like? Well, yeah, we... Miles Turner. Miles Turner would be good for them. You know that that's kind of like. And then the they can replace Miles Turner with James Wiseman themselves. Right. Exactly. P.S. Um, the guy who punked James Wiseman in high school was um, Isaiah Stewart, who might be available to the Nuggets. So I keep liking that guy. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead. Let's hit the break, and then we we'll come back. Uh, I want to add a little bit more into the free agency side of things, uh, which should start. What I guess it starts Thursday. So. Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna say day after the draft, my friend. It's it's all here. It's this is the be week. Crazy.
0: All right. So we'll take a right break.
2: We've all been there. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
0: Welcome back to the Pickaxe Axe Podcast. It is Zach Gosh and Gordon Gross with DenverStiffs.com. We spent that first half of the show talking pretty much about the NBA draft, which happens on Wednesday. Make sure you guys are locked in uh, to us on Twitter, on Instagram, and also make sure you're checking out the site for the story streams that will be happening. Uh, We will have you covered on the draft. From all angles, people on those Zoom calls we were talking about a little bit earlier, we will definitely have Mr. Blackburn and uh, I'm sure Jenna Garcia, Brandon Ewing, all those local or regulars there for the uh, the arena group will be in, uh, in attendance for those calls. So make sure you guys are locked in to Denver Stiffs. We'll have all of the breaking news for you and analysis as it is coming in on Wednesday. And then right after that, we will be into free agency on Thursday and the Nuggets, this this isn't gonna be a uh you know, I I kind of think was saying I think fans should maybe be prepared to be, you know, a little a little maybe disappointed in the draft. Like the Nuggets could very well just take a take a stash guy. Like that could absolutely happen. Um definitely prepare to be disappointed if you think the Nuggets are going to do much in free agency. Uh that is not going to be the case but they're they they're in a spot yeah. where they're in a, in a somewhat of a tight spot where they've got a lot of expiring contracts paul Millsap, mason Plumley, tory craig uh some those are your three rotation guys uh well jeremy grant actually there, there's your another one so um you know those are four rotation guys four of your nine to ten man rotation um who are now going to be free agents. The only one of those who's is restricted is Torrey Craig, who's probably the, right. the one who's had the least, I mean, it's between him and, and Plumlee in terms of who had the least impact in your rotation, particularly when you look at the playoffs, that's when Plumlee really uh, didn't do much for Denver. So the Nuggets are kind of at this, in this weird spot where it's like, all right, they don't have a ton of money. They really don't have any money. They don't have any cap room per se, especially if they, uh, um, re-sign Jeremy Grant but they will have exceptions because of the soft cap uh particularly the mid-level exception which I think is going to be like 9 million again uh this year right because right. then then that <clears throat> news come out that they're going to hold the cap
1: right yeah they're holding the cap um for this year and I believe next year and there there uh, there's an adjustment that would happen later in the year they don't know how much revenue they're going to lose cuz they don't know how long they can go without fans in right. a significant capacity so they're willing to revisit that, but it, it won't affect the cap number. It'll just affect other parts of revenue.
0: Right. So that means the Nuggets have about like nine million in that mid-level exception yep. um, that they can spend. Which nine million, which interestingly enough, might nine million might get you more than uh, than it normally would this year, as I expect teams to be fairly uh, cost adverse in free yeah. agency Risk this, year. this year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh going to be a lot of short contracts given out, a lot of guys who might be willing to play. I, I, a guy who might be normally looking for, let's say, a two-year um, $13 million deal could instead be willing to sign for a one-year $9 million deal or even a two-year $9 million deal. Um, and just kind of wait this thing out and see what happens like that
1: i expect a lot of one and ones man like for the for the back half not not the star people not the the most critical free agents but i would expect a lot of players to take one year plus a player option um who even are the most
0: critical free
1: agents right now like who are we looking at who would you who would you consider to be uh, uh, the the top free agents? So, I mean, Jeremy Grant's obviously one. This is what I was say. Is
0: like Jeremy Grant like a top five free agent this year?
1: Yes, uh, because like, <laughs> yeah,
0: I just I'm trying to think of who else. Like, I can't even think of who who else. Fred Van Vliet, you know, like.
1: uh, Fred is getting a lot of offers. I know that that P- he would like to consider that. I mean, I expect a lot of guys to go back. Like, I mean, yeah, Jeremy Grant is is probably a top ten free agent uh um, bertans is available uh um, mantras harrell i get mantras gallo, harrell is gallo will be to somebody yeah Gallo's is going to be useful to somebody for but sure Gallo's the type Brent of guy Bentley. that i'm
0: talking about like is is a gallo guy in a is he gonna find himself not a ton of interest in the market and does he play for is he the type of guy you know because that's the kind of the guy that Nuggets have talked. like Nuggets fans have talked about him being like hey wouldn't that be awesome to get him back like is it